Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. All right, we are going. I was just talking about my pogs. Abby said they were cute. Mm-hmm. Jake was jealous. I'm basically. The I be- think they're our pogs. They're it's <laughs> as a society. Yes, uh, I'm buying. correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like Universal Studios Hollywood pogs from McDonald's 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, we'll post a picture online uh, on the internet so everybody can fawn over them and yeah. you can share it. Jacob's jealousy. I've never wanted pogs before. And you were like, yeah, I just ordered all these pogs. And I was like, all right, that's kind of dumb. But then you were like, yeah, they're universal pogs. So it's like King Kong and Jaws and goes. And I was like, all right, fuck that. I've got to buy these. I got to buy these pogs. Uh, Abby, what was your uh, your pog situation growing up? I mean, I was a huge fan of pogs. I was I had an entire collection. Um, There was a lot of controversy in my house over whether or not we as my brother and I, if we could buy the poison pogs. What are poison pogs? Poison pogs had like. (laughs) Skel- like skulls and like evil looking like monsters I want to hear them. I want to hear more about this um <laughs> this we had episode. like a meeting as a family I remember my parents were like all right well Micah Abby if you if you feel like it's okay and that if it would be okay with God for you to buy the poison pogs then then you could do it and I was like yes we could buy them right Micah he's like no, this means that we we have to eat it and just like not get the thing oh, we want. God. There are people there are so people mad. who exist in a world where God cares if you buy little discs with <laughs> pictures on them. Dude, he cares so much. Hey. It's amazing. Dude, slammers smell so good. I'm excited what? to yeah, I remember Wait, what? The Do they smell? Sla- yeah, I have, I remember having scented Baby ones. Smell. Baby smell. Uh slammer slammers. Uh, <laughs> did we just lose all of our listeners? I think we lost them when we started talking about pogs. Okay. Uh, Well, listen, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Podcast? Yes, Have Some Podcast? Yes, Have Some Podcast. Episode 121. We have a special guest tonight, Trevor Morgan, former guest of Yes, Have Some. Friend of the podcast. See, we've got friends of the podcast, and we've got... Enemies of the podcast. Yes. Oh my God. Can we talk about my enemy of the podcast that Please. I'm going to be seeing? Go, at some point? go for it. Well, which convention is it, first of all? You have to. Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead in Atlanta. Yes. When is this? February. In February. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you heard, but Edward Furlong is going to be, at least he's scheduled to make an appearance. 
Oh, shit. So I'm going to talk to him, and I hope it's... I hope it goes better than you and Linda Blair's interaction, but I'm just going to give him a piece of my mind. What's funny what's to me on. is that um, Linda Blair is an enemy of the podcast, and there's been a lot of Linda Blair talk this week because she's doing some conventions, and anytime uh, Linda Blair does an appearance, uh, yes, have some group therapy turns into a, hey, Jake, did you see who's <laughs> dragging herself out of, the, <laughs> out of the darkness to do a convention? I love it. And me too. Um, it's literally like it. my favorite part I of our podcast. I want to know every convention she does. Yes. Uh, and hopefully she's going to get back around. Hey, maybe she's going to be back at Days of the Dead. Yeah. I bet she will. And you're going to bring that statue, which it's is coming. now signed mm-hmm. by the director of The Exorcist. What's his name? Robert Friedkin? That's not William. his name. William. William. Okay. Uh, Robert Friedkin. That's... Uh, that's his stepbrother. That's his stepbrother. Mm. He did a different movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny thing about Ed Furlong is that he was an enemy of the podcast years before we had a podcast. I don't even remember why. Why is he an enemy of the podcast? He just no-showed at Dragon Con. And I was dressed up like Sarah Connor. <laughs> and I held it against him because I was really looking forward to it. It was one of my, I think it may have been my second Dragon Con. So it was just something I was hyped about. But I also have a John Connor costume from Terminator 2. So I may like... Do that photo op with him. That's kind of what I'm hey, thinking. So. You'll look more like him than he will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he's gotten older. God, what are we feeling salty tonight? What's happening? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Oh, man. I just, I must have had some salt for lunch. Now I feel good. Uh, so here's the situation. We just got back from Orlando. We've got lots of memories that we're trying to process. We, Hey, guys, we bought a lot of stuff. Uh, we did. Whew. So uh, we'll we'll be talking about that over the next couple weeks. All the stuff we got, uh, but before we get to our guest tonight, we've got Trevor Morgan coming on. Obviously, he obviously he is a former guest of Yes I Have Some podcast. He's got a brand new short film that he's got going on in the uh, festival circuit right now. What's it called? Ten, Ten hours. Ten hours. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to come talk about that a little bit. You, uh, if you don't know Trevor Morgan, he's an actor. He's a writer. He's a director. He was in Jurassic Park 3. He was in The mm-hmm. Patriot. He was in The Sixth Sense. Uh, and he's one of our favorite guests that we've ever had because mm-hmm. uh, he likes talking shit about horror movies. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to yeah, talk about... Yeah, it is... You know what? It is good. Yeah. It's uh, very good, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Halloween and... Uh, I don't know. Talking a little in-depth about... We haven't even had a... We've been so busy, we haven't even talked about... You know, love it or hate it, Halloween is like the second fastest highest grossing horror movie of like all time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's good for horror uh, for the genre as a whole. So it'll be fun talking to him about that. I know we all have some strong opinions about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we probably yeah. do. You know, what's funny. So. I, right. Hey, I do. Hey, uh-huh. when a uh, Halloween came out and then we all saw it and then we all went on a trip. Yeah, we were together for three days. We did not. Talk we didn't about really it. talk about it. At we didn't all. talk about it once at all. And I and I figured that was because uh, um, we were going to talk about it on the show. Yeah. And I think like when we know we're going to talk about it on the show, we try not to talk about it in person too much because mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, put everything out there. Yeah. So, you know, that's really cool. We're uh, like authentic. Like when you hear these conversations, these we didn't plan this out. Mm-mm. We don't yeah. know what Jake's going to say. I bet Jake loved it. <laughs> I bet he's going to be like, I just got a Jamie Lee Curtis tattoo on my forehead. 
I did rewatch uh, H2O yesterday. Oh, oh boy. good. <laughs> I saw that for the first time. Like, I've, did I mention it yet? Yeah, yeah, it was last week. So that was a yeah. real experience. It was my first time seeing it since uh, seeing it in the theater. You know that um, for for better or for worse, the movie is not great. But that scene where you see Michael and Lori like meet eyes through the window. The yeah. entire trailer when that movie came out was basically that that was that was a very like iconic image at that time. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can uh, see that. It's I mean even I mean that's like one of the cooler parts of the movie. Like there there are things here and there that are fun in that movie, but man, Michael looks awful in that movie. Like yeah. that mask looks so bad. He's got like his hair looks crazy. He you looks can bad make, in that. You can make mm-hmm. an Doesn't argument he? that no, he does. No, I agree. That was one of the things I noticed. Also, his car is very stupid. <laughs> yeah, what is up with that car? It's like, it would be a cool car on its own, but I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Did I forget? Did I forget that? Is it, you know, Jesus Christ. I feel like the first time I like really sat down and watched Halloween, the driving was the was the one thing that I just could not get past. Yeah. Like, it's just the one thing that is very stupid it's not scary it's just really dumb and then yeah you know i'm like oh wait they that's something they continued throughout the fucking series like he's driving a lot in this movie yeah it's like he upgrades to a cooler car for this movie it looks like the monster's car kind of which is funny it's like where do you even get that car yeah i know hey listen but not not only is he driving uh he drove that car from illinois to california Dude, yes. Yeah. Hey, and do you do we? How many times did he get pulled over for wearing a mask? No. Did Dude. he get gas? Did he, <laughs> yeah, get he gas? had to get gas? He had to stop and get gas. He had to. Yes. Which is. A, which is. I'm assuming which, he just killed along the way, right? Like. And no. also, After, this no. is, I don't think so. This he's is, not killing along the way because he doesn't want cops on him until he knows he can get to. He's being a polite person Mm -hmm. he's stopping and getting gas he's saying hello Mm -hmm. hey you know what he's buying lunches a lot of he's gotta eat i bet he (laughs) went to subway but he got a foot-long meatball (laughs) and i bet the whole way people were like oh he seems like a nice guy what a nice guy he keeps like talking to people about the car they're like hey man this is a a really unique old car where'd you get this he took it to the he took it to the shop from pawn stars and tried to sell it to him (laughs) dude yes Chum Lee like spent way too much money hey, on it. Yeah. That would be a, that would be a much better movie than what H two O is. Yeah, yeah, probably. But we're we're gonna get into that. Hey, listen, uh, before Trevor uh, calls in or we call him or whatever, we use the magic of technology to have another person join us. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about something. I wanted to let everybody know about a brand new book written. You guys, this is impressive. This book is written by a yes have some listener, Jay. Yeah. Key. Yeah. This is his debut book. We're very excited. We're very proud of him. Every I fe- time you say book, I want you to use a Richard Dreyfus voice. <laughs> I book. Okay, thank you. I just uh, <laughs> so, um, Jay Key, he's a listener of YHS, and uh, he yeah. just he's publishing a series of novels. Uh, we're really happy for him, and uh, we told him that we wanted to help him get the word out. So, uh, you got to check this out. So, it is a series of books. It's called The Adventures of Duke LaGrange. The first book in the series is available now. How to Pick Up Women with a Drunk Space Ninja is book one of the three-part series. And uh, what's cool, it's available on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it at Books A Million. 
It's on Kindle. It's everywhere. Anywhere you can buy a book, you're going to be able to find uh, Jay's book. And I think it's true. I feel like I feel like a pod father. And you're a pod yeah. mother. And Jake's also a pod father. Whoa, pod mother? You're the I pod like mother. It. And uh, I feel like all of our children are out there. And we've, I don't know. Pod kids. Things. I don't want to say yeah. that Jay, like, wasn't planning on being an author before he became a YHS listener. But, like, maybe... Do you think by listening to us, like we we somehow inspired him to follow his dreams? Wow, probably. I, I would I would hope so. Anyway, yeah, I, w- I would like to think that our our advice, our fatherly and motherly advice <laughs> that we give on this show, sometimes step would just like talk uh, you into writing a book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so listen, it's uh, how to pick up women with a uh, drunk space ninja. It's a science fiction comedy novel. Uh, Here's a little uh, snippet. When bounty hunter Duke LaGrange and his oft-inebriated Japanese-Irish ninja companion Ishiro Shea entered their favorite watering hole, Cyborg Joe's Grill & Go, the Why Not Saloon, they had no idea that they would soon be gobbled up by an unhinged astral anomaly and deposited on an uncharted primitive world. That gets me jazzed. I want to read this. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like something that... Let's face it. I'll, I'm going to read the first 20 pages, maybe even more. You'll read the first 20 pages. I'll read the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> Jake and I will read the, the whole thing and talk will about read it. The entire thing. Craig will be like, "Yeah, I, I read it." I read Jake like will finish full, it before me. Yeah. I'll feel bad about it for a few weeks. Then I'll catch up. Then we'll talk about it. And uh, Craig yeah. will only have read the first 15 to 20 pages. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, this book has got some good praise. Uh, uh, comic artist Frank R. Sodi. He says, for goofy grown-up pulp readers and sci-fi geeks, it's as much fun as a pan-galactic gargle blaster. Now. Oh, boy. Yeah. That, I, that's from Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. It and, is. And, yeah. I, and I knew that, and I didn't have to look it oh, up. Oh, good or, job. I think I did know that. You I was did. like, that sounds like Douglas Adams. You movie. didn't look it up? I it sounds like you might have looked it up. Let's suspend disbelief for a second and pretend that Craig is a well-read. I'm well-read. I've read. Not well Listen, uh, we're really excited for Jay. Hi, uh, we're going to have him on the show to talk about his series uh, pretty soon. And now, listen, the the second two books are not available yet. They're coming out next month. But the first book is available now, How to Pick Up Women with a Drunk Space Ninja, book one of a three-part series, The Adventures of Duke LaGrange. I'm excited. Cool. I'm Holidays excited are coming up. Stocking stuffer. That would be a great stocking yeah. stuffer. Maybe we'll, you know, maybe if you get in on the Patreon, we can get some signed copies. Ooh. We'll do whatever you want. We'll write a book. What if we're like, hey Jay, we're gonna write book four. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Craig writes the first two pages. Yes, it'll be like Abby rewrites those two pages. It's yeah. like, yeah, Ray Stance was uh, sixteen <laughs> years old when he walked into Ghostbusters High School. <laughs> Just doing your own thing. There was panda bears everywhere. Wow. Um, I, I want to read that. Um, I guarantee. Here's, I I, 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 here's my. <laughs> and I yeah, I will rewrite I'm, I'm going to start reading the book this week. I haven't read it yet, but I know what my quote for the back of the cover is going to be. It's going to say, uh, better than all Ghostbusters fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> better than the first 15 pages of The Eyes of the Dragon. Nah, well, that's. that's hey, I don't know, man. That's tough. Hey, man. That was the best 15 pages of my life. That's a lot of fun. Um, so listen, everybody, uh, check out the book, How to Pick Up One with a Drunk Space Ninja. And uh, right now we are going to call Trevor Morgan. And we're going to talk to him about Halloween, his movie, and God, who knows what else? Probably Jurassic Park 3. I bet he, I bet that's what he wants to talk about. That's what he That's what he wants to talk about, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about our, uh, oh, well, I don't want to spoil. Okay, so everybody, hold tight. What's the number? 
<laughs> I was trying to figure out if there was a cat. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Trevor. Yes. 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 You are the 97th caller on Yes Have Some podcast. If you could just answer this trivia question. Okay. I was also the first 96 callers. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. But that's all the time we have. This is... <laughs> Great episode, guys. <laughs> I was, I was, I was assuming that this was just one of your spinoff programs called Maybe Have Some Podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have some. It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, Perhaps. what's? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we've done it all. I've said everything. Mm-hmm. I've, we, we've. That's not going any further. How are you, dude? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. You guys took we're a good. trip recently. We yeah, did. We we were just in Orlando. We all vacationed together, like we're like we're all in a relationship. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are looking for more members, but uh, you should hit me up next time you guys go on a vacation. Dude, yeah. Come on um, down. Love, love the Jaws protesters. That oh, was, that was amazing, dude. That's Jake. so. That's actually yeah. Jake. You can tell that story. That's actually. Uh, was we that want from to last take that year? protest back that to Universal. A, yeah. That happened a few years ago um, where I work is right by like the town hall. So every, anytime anybody wants to protest, they do it right across the street from where I work. So uh, I made that sign. So anytime there's a protest, I go out there and, uh, you know, protest for the Jaws ride. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're fighting the good fight. Yeah. That's, that's all I really care about. Like politics, I don't give a shit about, about anything else. I just want the Jaws ride back. <laughs> The That's, real importance. Yeah. The real injustice. Yeah, the, the real polarizing issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like, Jake, if one you... that's really... It's the one that, God. if you watch the news, you're going to hear about it instantly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, yeah. I feel like, Jake, I remember you yeah. telling me, like, that specific protest for, like, people in Valdosta who were mad about, like, refugees coming in... <clears throat> Yeah, it was a that was actually a really big one. That the the news came. It was like it had something to do with like the Muslim uh, oh like uh, population and yeah yeah yeah. Well, <laughs> I got interviewed. I got interviewed because nobody knew what my sign was about. <laughs> Dude, I wish you had a clip of that. I just love the idea of it. I love the I love your recap. Something about the Muslims. <laughs> Protesting, You're obviously very engaged in yeah. what you had to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake, you just look out the window. You're like, shit. People have signs again. I better get out there. I better uh, go out there. That yeah. sign sits at my station at work. It's there. It's always there, just in case another one pops up. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea what theirs is about, and yet you get interviewed because no one has any idea what yours is about. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And right. I- I just love the what are you guys here for <laughs> <laughs> i also like that you're protesting uh, bringing, jaws ride yeah <laughs> bringing back the jaws ride like five hours north of where it was located <laughs> yeah like six hours past the year or six years yeah, like you're, later you're, you're trying to cut through the red tape yeah <laughs> it touches <laughs> everyone everywhere so oh, yeah man. well listen so trevor man yeah uh, you're you're welcome to come on vacation with us we go to theme parks. We go to antique stores. Mm-hmm. There's usually some sort of buffet. Yeah. So it's pretty classy. So get ready for that. <laughs> hey, that that'll get them. The bu- buffet. <laughs> oh, don't don't tempt me with a good buffet. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so, I love a good buffet. I one of my favorite reasons to go to uh, Las Vegas is yeah. for the buffet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's what I once I once ate there for about three or four hours and <laughs> could barely get back to my room. Dude, nice. I was so I was so <clears throat> dead set on getting the most of for my money. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so I tried to straddle it on late lunch, early dinner. So uh, two for one. Sort you of stay thing. for oh, meal yeah. change. That's stay smart. Over, stay yeah. over. Hey, those crab legs aren't going to eat themselves. That's my motto. They certainly are not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, dude, you missed a pretty epic photo opportunity with the Spinosaurus. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, I've they, had my fair share of those. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. should actually. They should have you down there. Like, you know, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, one time, I went to uh, Disney World, and Meatloaf was there. He was like celebrity for the day. Uh, so maybe, really, yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I saw Meatloaf. That was my. Hey, I went back to school, and I was like, I'm going to be pretty popular this year with this Meatloaf story <laughs> in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how like I like how you like inadvertently compared me to Meatloaf just now. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty flattered. Yeah, yeah. he's a bad out of hell. <laughs> so are you. Yeah. Uh, gotta, love, gotta love the loaf. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought. I was like, sixth grade's gonna be pretty badass. Let's just face the facts, and then I just sat in the corner and did. Talk to nobody for all year. All right. So yeah, with the meatloaf t-shirt. With the meatloaf t-shirt. I met meatloaf at MGM Studios. Uh, so Trevor, man, what? what uh, would, what? Go for sorry, it. Sorry. No, I have nothing. No, I was just going to ask why was meatloaf there? Um, it, it's this weird thing they used to do where like they would have a featured. I don't know if they did it to like get people like more people to come to the park. This also happened to me another time at Universal where uh, Olympic skier Peekaboo Street was there. Oh, um, so that's, that's you've talked about that on the on the show before. God, have I? You've definitely talked about I, Peekaboo. Yeah, I'm running out of things to talk about. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> it's like a certain part of the night we're like, oh, now go talk about Peekaboo. You guys yeah. look at the rundown. <laughs> you're like, Peekaboo story. I'm like, guys, I was, I was going through my notes. Did I? Did we talk about Peekaboo yet? <laughs> Like, <laughs> um, so Trevor, man, let's uh, talk, let's talk about these, uh, let's talk about the, the film festival stuff, man. You, you sent over, uh, you posted the trailer like today on Instagram, right? For 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me. Yeah. About I, uh, posted the trailer today on Instagram. It was made, um, by my, the, one of my good personal friends, um, but also a phenomenally talented editor, um, named Tyler Christie. And, uh, he did the, he actually cut the film and, uh, I asked him if you want to cut a trailer and he did whatever he wanted and that's what came out. And I think it turned out pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a good trailer, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, so these are like passion projects for you. I know that you're a writer, you're a director, and you're out there showing it at festivals. How has it been going so far? So, I mean, with 10 hours, um, we have yet to really premiere at any festivals yet because we literally just finished the movie. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of people who are getting excited to see it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who are involved. Um, so we're just putting the finishing touches on it and hoping to find a, a home for its, its debut. Uh, Margaret, uh, my first film, that's been festing for the last like year and change year and a half. 
Um, and we are the next place playing is the Pittsburgh Shorts. Okay. Um, oddly enough, it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh <laughs> Shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> curveball. Uh, yeah. That's playing on on Saturday uh, on November seventeenth, okay. at eleven a.m. Um, and it's been the reception for that one's been really good. Um, it's more of a kind of an adult nostalgia film, I think. Yeah. Um, but people, the people who get it and like it, really like it um, mm-hmm. and really connect to it. Um, but like with anything, you know, movies are for certain people and not for others. You know. So uh, I've been I've been lucky enough to uh, watch the film find its audience. That's cool. Yeah, that's now, funny. if somebody's not like near like a film festival or where it's playing, is there any other way for them to like check check any of these out? Because like we always anytime we have a guest on, we, we really like to push their uh, their work and get it out there. So like what what direction shall I point them? Or should I just tell um, them to go know, to Pittsburgh? The easiest way, the easiest way right this second um, is to go to Pittsburgh. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> is to uh, probably follow me on Instagram. Um, we're revamping my company's website. Um, so that'll drop in the next like week or so. And then uh, we pushed back the release date of releasing it on any type of VOD platforms for Margaret. Uh, just because there's a couple other festivals that look promising that we could be showing at, and uh, you take yourself out of the comp- out of out of the running if you can't uh, if, if if it's already available to people for purchase. Okay. So, okay. Cool. So cool. yeah, so we're looking to finish up the last of the run, and then um, you know the next few months uh, it should be on you know, iTunes and Amazon and that business. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'll I'll probably say something about it. Cool. 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 And then for for ten hours in since the trailer just dropped and you're just wrapping it now, um, are you going to take that through the festival circuit as well? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's upon accepted, you know, so, uh, you, you basically submit a shit ton to a bunch of different festivals and you get a lot of no's and then you get some yeses and, um, it starts to find its way from there. It has been my experience. Cool. So we're just in the first round of submitting to, um, our, our wish list film festivals at the moment. Cool. I think oh, there's yeah. a couple in Atlanta. Like, God, I should be more tied into our local film community. Let's pretend that I am. Uh, there are. There's it festivals would be really everywhere. Cool. If 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 Ten Hours got into Atlanta, because then we could all just talk movies in person. That's what yeah. we would have do. To worry sure. about this weird three way calling thing. Oh yeah, God. Where we can't get Jake on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should we, you know what? We should let the listeners feel our pain and not edit out the 10 minutes of like silence. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that happens. Yeah, can, can that just be one of the episodes? Of That's a whole episode. Yeah. 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 Waiting you know for Jake. We can do that. I, I feel like, is there, is there a way we could tap into like avant garde podcasting? Where it's just like, oh yeah, we're like the David Lynch of podcasting. Yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. the absence of noise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a super um, Jim Jarmusch. Type yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibe yeah. To yeah. A, a podcast that isn't a podcast. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's it, just trying to get people on it. It's like Broken Flowers meets the sounds of like a sewer grate meets mm-hmm. Dead Silence. I like yeah. it. Um, <laughs> that sub- whoa! Look at those subscribers coming in. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, listen, man, that's awesome. Dude, you guys are about to you guys are about to blow up with this new idea you got. I, think I know so. I that's think, what I'm like, thinking. You're always looking for a new way to rope in uh, that that target audience, and I, I am. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're scratching that. Uh, what Itch. We, <laughs> we're scratching <Yeah>. something. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, man, <laughs> we're happy to have you back on. We're excited for you. Uh, it's very cool that you're you're out there making your movies and that you get to put them out in front of people and that you, you're getting a positive reception. Like that's gotta be uh, a very rewarding experience as a filmmaker. So congratulations on that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. For real, dude. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. And thanks for, thanks for allowing me to shamelessly plug movies right now. No, <laughs> of course. Well, we got nothing else. Until, we have literally nothing to do. We spent all our money <laughs> on vacation and now we're just broke and uh, we're waiting for, uh, you know, our parents to send us money for Christmas. <laughs> what if all of that was true? Half of it is. <laughs> Some of it's true. Um, hey, well, hey, if your parents are sending out money, I can give my address. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, mine aren't. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mom, we got to get Trevor a Christmas present. He's going to get a cut yeah. of the Hanukkah check. Yeah, I can't even get my dad. You want to be a. <laughs> Guys, I want to be a producer. Th- yeah, there you go. Guys, I don't even think my mom knows I do a podcast. So No, no. <laughs> or my, my dad refers to them as iPodcast. iPodcast. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cute. That's close. Uh, my stepmom calls it the pod thing. Oh, the pod thing. The pod and my, thing. And my oh, dad asks where she could catch scary. it. Yeah. But yeah, my dad thinks it's on the radio. Yeah. He thinks it's on Sirius XM. He's, he's, like, all, he's always like, I'm listening all the time, but I, I don't ever hear you guys. He thinks we're on what right time, after. What time uh, do you come on? Right after Stern in the mornings. Uh, so, yeah. Just let him think that. No, there's no there's no Christmas money in my family. The, I have a, a real quick, a famous story that I have. Uh, uh, I used to, uh, I, did stand up, I did stand-up comedy for a couple of years. And uh, this was a, a joke, but it was all very true. Uh, my dad sent me a $100 check in the mail for Hanukkah every year of my life. And then Abby and I had been dating for about five years. And he said, you know what, Craig? We, we love Abby. She's part of the family. We're going to send her something for Hanukkah this year. And I got a letter in the mail from my dad uh, the week before Hanukkah. And I opened it up and it was two $50 checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, And I could not... I wish that story was true. I remember getting so excited. I was like, where are we going to spend our time? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's funny. He yeah. did that. Like, that's funny. Yeah, and I called him out that's on it. Like incredible. A, like a year later, I was like, what the fuck was this about? <laughs> and he he actually found the humor in it a year later. He's like, you know what? That is pretty ridiculous that we were doing. Uh, so. So, he sent, so he was serious when he sent the first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was doing it for the humor. He was just like, oh, oh dead oh, serious. No. My parents, I said a thank you note. Put this with your lady. Uh, my parents are funny, but not on purpose. Yeah, like, I think a lot of parents are like that. <laughs> uh, like dead serious. There's there's no uh, premeditation to any humor that I get from from my parents. <laughs> uh, but listen, we'll all be in therapy because of all of our parents at some point. Maybe mm-hmm. we. Have- and some, some of it will be paid for by your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. twenty five dollars <laughs> worth. Um, hey. Speaking of questionable parenting, have you guys heard of this guy, uh, Michael Myers? <laughs> That's a good segue. <laughs> it's not a terrible segue. Uh, yeah. I, I applaud that. Um, yes. So I don't even know how you guys want to do this. We, we were originally going to do a whole retrospective of the Halloween series. Uh, the new one seems to be kind of polarizing. It's making a ton of money. 
let's just do free for all. We haven't even talked about the new movie yet. Uh, Trevor, you're our guest. Why don't you start us off? I thought we were only going to talk about Season of the Witch. Yeah. That's what I just watched. <laughs> we can, hey, that movie's I good. I love Season of the Witch. I like that movie. Yeah. I, it's it's fun. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, but Trevor's our guest. I, I did not see uh, Season of the Witch. Oh, um, I've been doing this thing. I got this new thing called uh, AMC A-List, which is three free movies a week for 20 bucks a month. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's like and AMC's version. That of includes Dolby. That includes IMAX. And, uh, so I immediately signed up and I've been addicted to it. Saw, um, the new Halloween film in Dolby. That's um, nice. Which, That's nice. I mean, if you, yeah, Dolby is the best way to watch a movie. It's the projectors have 2 million to one contrast ratio. Um, they are capable of showing true dynamic range. It's, Atmos sound. It's, it's the best. It's true blacks. Um, I, it's my favorite way to watch a movie. Uh, so that, that so I, it was really easy for me to sign up for that club. Um, the original is one of my favorite movies just of all time. I'm a huge Carpenter fan. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because, you know, with how many sequels they've made on the film and like reimaginations, um, it's kind of it's kind of a thankless job, no matter what you do. I imagine. I, I imagine like anything you do to remake the movie is, is you're just going to have the nostalgia of that first film be so hard to penetrate because that was the thing that captivated people's imagination. So like it, it, it's kind of funny. It's like we can we can sit here and we can talk about what we did or didn't like about the movie, but in reality, it's like uh, there, there was probably no winning for David Gordon Green. Um, and he wanted to just make something that, that he enjoyed. Um, it is, it is kind of interesting. Uh, I, there's a couple of times where people just get stabbed right in the neck, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you didn't really see that coming. There's all of a sudden yeah. a knife through the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one thing that I think is probably, I would imagine is the most challenging is almost making it for a, 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 a current audience, like a new hip audience. Uh, what, what, I guess what I mean by that is it sounds kind of dumb. I just mean, you know, the serial killer genre or, or the, the slasher film genre um, now has really morphed because of that original film. So I mean, like you really push it. Right. I imagine it must have been really, really difficult. Um, but what I, you know, I was rewatching the film, uh, the original, uh, recently. And I think the, the, the reason why that movie is so haunting is because it's insanely paranoid. Um, you know, like the, the, you know, the, the opening sequence where, where it's, you know, it's the little, what the, the little boy's point of view when he, when yeah. he kills his sister. Mm-hmm. And then the next person you see is the doctor who's petrified of him getting, getting released mm-hmm. in prison. And then there's mm-hmm. the escape. And then almost the entire time you're watching Jamie Lee Curtis voyeur, voyeuristically. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. don't really know. He's watching like the whole time. In the kill- yeah. You don't know if you're in the killer's point of view or it's just, it all feels like, like psychologically claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the tension of like, you know, I mean, I don't even think you see a dead body after the first scene until like 20 minutes into the movie. Um, when when uh, what's his name is trying to get to Haddonfield to like catch Michael Myers. Yeah, um, 
next to the yeah Loomis next to the to the the tow truck. Um, yeah, where you where the audience sees the dead body and and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, think, but, I mean that that is that is like mainly the like the really scary thing about that film and how like frightening that is to be to be watched from afar by some mysterious masked killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think that that's it did so well on that. I think that there's almost an element of that missing and I can't really tell whether or not it's just because they've made so many movies and we kind of know what the, what the device did that Michael Myers was going to kill everybody. I don't know because I think that device was gone after that first. I don't even think the second, even though the second movie is probably the closest in tone to the rest of them. I don't think it's really there in that one either. I think when you, when you, when you look at the first film and the way you just described it as opposed to in the new one, where what was he killed like five people in the original film altogether whereas in this movie he has killed five people before he even makes it back to Haddonfield it's just like it's like the complete opposite of the kind of thing you're doing in the, in the original you're, you're saying that it's less um the fear is less from suspense as so much as it is like get out of the house someone's trying to kill you yeah 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 like Mm -hmm. people people, like yeah yeah it's it's this is just more so like let's watch how many people he kills in the like you know most most ruthless ways we can think of and you know like that's not always uh as scary as it is you know to do it the other way no and i think the thing i mean no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like, the first movie came out, like, you know, it came out in a time where, like, the everyday psycho serial killer, like, Ted Bundy, like, those things were happening. Like, Ted Bundy was breaking into sororities and murdering uh, sorority girls for no reason. And that's, like, yeah. the scariest thing that could, like, because you're like, oh, that's just a human being who I could have seen at the convenience store today. And I think ultimately that is what makes Halloween, and to tap into what Trevor was just saying, uh, the suspense of the voyeuristic point of view and knowing that, you know, eventually these people are probably going to die, uh, but not knowing when it's coming. And almost in the, in the way, like, how Jaws yeah. does it, where you, you, you're – you're constantly I was just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so because of From that the perspective of the monster and it being like terrifying in that way and, and that paranoia that you're talking the about. Fear of the unknown. It, yeah. It's really hard to recapture that when it's like it's been 11 movies or whatever at this point. <laughs> it's so so many. And then the second I do yeah, like. I, I, no, go for it. You're good. Go for it. No, no, no. I was just going to say like to add to what um, Abby was saying was that, you know, yeah, that, that not seeing the monster in Jaws is almost worse because you don't know where it is. So, like, you know, that, that paranoia of that first film is so, it's, it's so effective, so intense. And I think what you were just saying was what I was trying to say earlier, that some of that, that mystery does get lost through mm-hmm. the fact that this movie itself actually kind of sparked a slasher film generation, you know? Mm-hmm. It, like, helped create a genre on some level. So, you know, the fact that it got so insanely famous and rightfully so, because it's, uh, I, I personally think the original is a masterpiece. Um, Agreed. Yeah. That it, it has to be kind of hard to not allow it to bubble into, you know, gore. And this is the monster. We already know who the monster is. Right. And that's yeah. kind of the complaint of the second Halloween. By the time it came out, it like, I don't know when the last time you watched Halloween two was, but 
it's pretty brutal. Like the kills are insane and it, yeah. it, it feels it's more, relatively joyless and like, yeah, yeah. it feels more to... like by the time Halloween two came out, like Friday the 13th was already a thing. And like, there was all these copycat slasher movies. So they kind of just went really hard with, uh, with Michael Myers showing up and just being brutal. Um, yeah. It definitely feels like a Friday the 13th sequel. I, I won, uh, I worked with the director, of Halloween to Rick Rosenthal. Um, and the last time I saw it was actually a screening that he had on Halloween at wow. his, uh, his company's like place at an outdoor projector and screening room. He talks before. That's cool. Film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. He like, it's, it's a really cool story of how he, got, um, how he ended up getting the job as directing the second one. But it's interesting because he, he also remarked on that, that there were times um, where it was, considered the most violent, brutal movie in, of the time period because of there's the whole needle in the eye. Yeah. Um, the like hot tub. Dude, the skin the peeling off. The hot tub's pretty yeah. crazy, yeah. It makes it memorable, for sure. But, yeah, it's definitely hard to watch some of that for me. It's, which is interesting because there's also a lot of... Um, there's a lot of rumors on the internet as to, like how much he got to have a say and what the final cut was. And then there's uh, Carpenter, I think did an interview um, saying that he had to do a new cut of it because he was worried it wasn't going to be scary enough. I think, I think the quote was something along the lines of uh, the first cut I saw of Halloween two was about as scary as Quincy. It's like, I mean, he's, he's filled with good quotes. Like, um, but one of the things that, you know, it's interesting. We keep talking about the, the paranoia of the first film. He talks about that with almost all of his films is that he's, he's, he's pessimistic and paranoid. Like, I think he, that's the reason why he ended They Live the way he did. Because he, yeah. he said he's, he's pessimistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carpenter's, I've been reading a lot of Carpenter interviews over the last couple of weeks. And he, he doesn't pull any punches. He tells you exactly what he's thinking at any given moment, which uh, I really like. He comes off a little cranky, but I really like it. Um, but um, I think what's interesting about the Halloween movies is like, they're all very representative of like the time that they came out. Like in the sense that like if we, we watched Halloween H2O the other night, we all revisited it for the first time in a while. And is that it, the one with Buster Rhymes? LL Cool no. J. LL it's cool LL Cool J. J. It's the it's one like where LL Cool J is the security guard uh, who's also an aspiring, yeah, like Abby just said, a romance novelist. Uh, but it was written, I think Kevin Williamson did it, and it feels like Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Creed. it feels like Dawson's It feels Creed. like, you you can tell, like, oh, Scream had just come out. Like, and it just feels very much in that pocket of time. Uh, it kind of doesn't hold up, in my opinion. Like, I think I liked it when it came mm-hmm. out when I was a kid, but it's not, it's not great. Mm-hmm. And then Resurrection's the one with Buster Rhymes, which genuinely is bad. It's like a bad movie, right? I haven't seen uh, it in a that, long time. That also was directed by Rick Rosenthal, I believe. It's the one I like Buster it, Rimes. actually. Left- what I liked about it was Buster Rhymes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you suddenly uh, renege on everything yeah. you just said. It was really uh, good, though. It was, it was good. Great. It was but great. also, so good. Yeah, we're going to have Rick on the show be like, you know, when I tell when I tell people I've got a Halloween Resurrection shrine in my living room, they don't believe me. Um, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so... And like all the all the ones that came out in the eighties, like four, five, and six are kind of like their own little trilogy that they get into the like you know what is it? There's like telepathic stuff and uh, 
the cult was it the cult of thorn is that what it's called yeah yeah it, yeah. it just it, it they kind of took it as far as they could go with it it just gets kind of weird but like now we've got this new movie out and trevor i agree with you like what what do you do with it like you can't top the original so i guess you just got to go in and, and <clears throat> you gotta make- kind of make it your own i think I, yeah like it, i feel like what what is happening now is, is that they're treating certain types of um uh films and like series of films and sequels and revamps sort of as graphic novels now, which I, which I kind of almost like because it's, it's sort of, it, it is playing to the director's vision, kind of make it their own. Um, in the same way as that, if you read a different graphic novel by one artist of Batman might be a different depiction of who Batman is. If you read like the dark Knight, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and every superhero has 10 different so, origin stories that all compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like you know uh, that that can make it fun to some degree. Because uh, what else are you going to do with it? I mean, the the movie is great because it was great. Like, you're not going right. to outdo the original. <laughs> you're just going to make it. You're just going to make a fun thing that people can watch. Right. Um, with the same with the same type of characters in the same town. You know? Right. And um, I think I did and- think it was interesting that like this, this version of the of of this incarnation of of michael myers is that jamie lee that that they just assume that jamie lee curtis is just trained to be a badass for the rest of her life dude she's sarah connor yeah and it's a long period of time that she's been doing that yeah i honestly didn't mind that stuff like i i understand that um it was a little over the top like there were a lot of mannequins up in like that one room of her house <laughs> she but, likes i did have a, i did have a thought of like is she has she been working in the back of a jc jc penny yes that's all a, these mannequins, <laughs> mannequins are expensive it's like yeah. dang i know like a styrofoam wig head is expensive. So seriously, those things um, are well. Let's crazy. let's just get it out. I mean, we never know how to grade these movies. One to ten, thumbs up. I don't know how you want to do it. I'll start. I really enjoyed the new Halloween. I would probably give it like a, a seven out of ten, only because I went into it. My 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 requirements like I do not consider like this kind of movie in the same realm as like i can't consider halloween 12 or halloween 11 uh in the same breath as like hereditary or something like that which to me is like okay you want you want to start talking about hereditary let's go dude we're gonna get there (laughs) just amazing seeing that movie in the queue like on our screen on the television i get like very scared like that (laughs) movie is messed up i loved it yeah right And, and, and and to me that's like modern day horror executed in a really special way um, but this is different because this is the like 11th or 12th chapter of a series that is that already has its best movie. So well, I, that, you finish what you're going to say. I got something to say to that. All right. I'm just going to say so I can go into it. My expectations for horror movies are usually like I want to have fun. Uh, I want to be scared. I want to jump a little bit. Uh, what I, I, I think the score in this movie is like incredible. Like I think John Carpenter – and whoever we worked with did a really good because it's not just a carbon copy of the original. There's actually a lot of new elements that no, he he elevated it. He elevated it. Yeah, elevation. That's mm-hmm. what. That's the next one. It's gonna be Halloween elevation, and it's just gonna be it's Probably. gonna be on a plane. Um, Jake, what were you gonna say? Man? <laughs> I was just gonna say like that. That uh, I get what you're saying, Craig, but I almost feel like that kind of attitude towards a movie is like. Uh, 
I feel like when a movie's bad, we shouldn't just give it a pass because because it's the twelfth movie. Like that's not. I feel like that's not an excuse to be bad. Like uh, you know, Star Wars is on however many movies, and and Marvel is on however many movies, and we still try to hold all of them up to. Like I know it's just a slasher. It's Halloween, whatever. But like that is not enough for me to go in and be like, yeah, it sucked, but I enjoy it. Like it's not enough. Well, I'll put like, it this I, way. I still think I agree with you, but like when I compare this to like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake or the Friday the Thirteenth remake, or, yeah, or some of the like the newer Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, I fi- I found myself enjoying this a lot more. Yeah, I think it stands taller. I, yeah, but but that's still the same argument that you ju- that he's against. Though he's saying is just like you can't just just because this was better than a really, really, really bad movie. doesn't necessarily mean that you get to call it great. I, is, I, I think, think your point, right? They, yeah. I think with, I think with this one, even particularly so, because they, they kind of were pretty vocal about being like, okay, forget all the shitty sequels, forget it all. This is going to be a true sequel to the original Halloween. And then it doesn't feel like that at all. Like it, no part does this movie to me feel like the original hollow, it feels very similar to H2O. Like I watched H2O and I'm like, Oh, this seems like a sequel to H2O. This is how this movie is. Uh, I, I just feel like, uh, I feel like they, they just went completely in the wrong direction with making this movie. Oh, by the way, I hated this movie. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I hated this movie. Uh, you don't, you don't say. <laughs> Trevor, yeah. Trevor, whenever Trevor, you messaged me and you were like, you were like, Hey, have you seen Halloween yet? And I was like, Oh man, do I tell him right off the bat that I hated it? What if he loved it? I need to be middle of the road with what do I, what I say. And then immediately you were like, like, yeah, you were like immediately like, yeah, I hated this movie. I was like, good. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think my favorite message from that, from that conversation that we had was, uh, was you saying and why does the daughter suddenly mad that that jamie lee curtis can't get over the horrific thing that happened <laughs> yeah it it makes no sense like, that that's a, so funny it makes no sense that a daughter would would treat her mother that way when something like that happened and uh, or a something like that happened b it's 40 years to the day of the anniversary oh. c uh, he lives five miles up the road. Like it just over and over. It's like, he's being transferred. Like, why are you treating? Okay, I've got mother? some, I've got some thoughts about that, but I want to give Abby your, your chance to go in here. Yeah, I guess that, I mean, I don't, I didn't hate the movie. I'd probably give it like a seven and a half to an eight out of 10. Like I legitimately went back. I saw it today for the second time. I like, what's her name? Judy Greer, uh, the mom. And I, I just didn't mind watching like badass Lori in her training sequences. And it didn't really bother me that much that they were talking about like cognitive behavioral therapy and that they were basically like treating it um, as if like, you know, kind of like in modern times, times past. So get over it because maybe that's almost like a way of it's been a long time since the original movie. So like, I don't know. So they're trying to like get, I don't know if they're trying to like, if it's like so we're caught off guard by the fact that it is so brutal and the threat is real or something like that but like or if it's like maybe try, for a younger generation but well, I wasn't bothered by that yeah I mean I think like the so I try to okay we've all seen Halloween right we've all watched the movie we saw it unfold yeah mm-hmm. but her kids didn't 
Her kids just grew up with a crazy mom telling them the story. Like, I don't want to go into details, but I know people whose parents went through trauma and that trauma fucked up their lives growing up a little bit. And maybe you just don't care what your parents went oh, through. Oh, so you're saying that there's a resentment That's there what, that yeah, yes. absolutely. real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, 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 I'll give you that. I just, I just think that, like, especially today with how sensitive we are to PTSD, I think that, like, a lot... I just find it interesting that a lot of characters are like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but get, get over it makes sense if it was something di- like five of her best friends were murdered, including, you know, uh, the PJ kid, Souls. Was, yeah. Whatever. Like, like that is way different than just being like, Oh, your stepdad was an asshole. Get over it. No, <laughs> you, you were almost <laughs> murdered. Five of your friends, like that's a big fucking deal. Like, hey, if we want to talk about she's asshole. Being, she's being very awful. If we want to talk about asshole stepdads, we'll have to at some point talk about. Um, uh, well, what did you say? <laughs> the whiz. The oh, whiz. Oh no, I was gonna. Uh, no, <laughs> hold on. That's a real dad. The <laughs> asshole stepdad from the Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They, they refer to the eggs as chicken abortions in the beginning of the movie. Uh, that <laughs> movie is like fucking. That movie's weird. That movie's the opposite of everything that Halloween is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Abby, I'll throw back to you. For this yeah. Uh, with... The PTSD stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that there was... Some, well, okay, I was going to say that I would concede and agree with you guys with um, kind of like the dialogue being a little bit like, this isn't how normal people talk. For instance, after the restaurant scene, which I didn't hate that restaurant scene. I actually really liked the candles in the background. I thought it was like a nice ambiance kind of reminiscent of the original movie and evoke those feelings. But the conversation they have after that, where uh, the mom explains to her daughter it, that like, oh, I never told you how I grew up. I felt like at some point you probably would have like shared some of those memories. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a little weird. Like I didn't tell you about my gun training for the first 10 years of my life. Yeah, it's a lot that you have to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, I'm down to a 6.5. It doesn't mean that just I hate kidding, them because kidding. I like seeing the final act. And I liked how they teamed up in the end and I still like felt an emotional rush watching that as a female. I was like, yeah, I'm into this. This cool. is very cool. Mm. Uh, Trevor, I don't think you actually gave your, your, did you like it, hate it, middle of the road reaction. So where, where were you, uh, after seeing it? I have quite, I have quite a bit to say about this film. Um, Let's do it. So I personally think, I personally think that like for as many things that I have problems with the film about, there's also things that I did find, uh, or I tried to find because I I, I genuinely don't think that every film is bad. And and I also want to preface everything about my opinion, which is that my opinion is my opinion. So meaning things and holding value uh, only to myself um, and to the people who are forced to uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> listen to me um, but the but you know I, I also want to just say it's very hard to make a movie. Um, it is extremely difficult to make a good one. It is damn near impossible to make a great one. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I think that um, you know everything that you were saying, Jake, about how you know. Uh, it's not a good excuse just because it's the 12th. I think the reason why I think, I think your point is valid. I think, uh, Craig, I think that the, I I think your point is kind of valid though, too, because it's like, there's really not much anywhere to go. So your expectations have to be like, is it going to be fun? Is it going to like have a little bit of that feeling? Give me a little nostalgia from what it was before. 
um, the original movie, like be a kid again, sitting in the theater. Uh, not that any of us were children seeing this in the theater because it came out in 78. But, yes. Um, God, I'm so glad I'm not old. The, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be terrible. Um, but you, then you'd be doing the iPodcast. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. Pod thing. <laughs> yeah, right after Stern. Uh, <laughs> so, the, uh, the thing about it, though, is, is that I, I think what I was trying to say before is, is like we're shifting it more towards like a graphic novel, like a like a, like a new reinvention of the original, which does allow it to have a little bit more leeway. It does allow the director to do what he, his take on it. Um, having said that, uh, I think the thing that's spectacular about the original film, this film doesn't really capture. Um, for instance if you go back and you watch, there is absolutely no fucking exposition in that first film. Really? It happens when you need to know it. Mm-hmm. Like you see the kid dies, time warp years later. Um, and, and basically the protagonist to us is, uh, Loomis and you don't know the correlation until she, you see the father give her the keys and go, make sure you drop off the key at the Myers. And that's what correlates it. There's no like backstory. There's nothing that they have to talk about. It's pretty freaking simple. It's there's a monster in the house to get out essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm simplifying it for this conversation, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's basically what it Thank is. Thank you. We need Survival. it. It's primal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this movie felt the need of doing so much because so much time has passed that I think it, it took us off the point of what was really great about the original um and i didn't need as much of it i would have accepted the fact that she's a badass really quick i would have accepted the fact that she screwed up and hasn't been a great mother very quickly um you know i i i particularly did not love the line mom i thought you quit drinking um (laughs) i just thought that was just like that's not I feel like in this awkward situation, you probably wouldn't say that. That'd be like a look. Right. Um, uh-huh. Agreed. Yeah. Having Some said that, dialogue. I think that the kills were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the specifically the knife through the lady's neck. When, when you don't see where he comes, it comes in through the back. Spoiler alerts. Anyone who's listening, it comes yeah. in through the back of the house and the camera's in the front looking through the window comes up and he just freaking knifes her right in the back of the neck. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Hey, real quick, as I, a, like, as a, really, as a director, the, the tracking shot, the, the long tracking shot with the multiple kills, I've heard opinions on that both ways. I've heard some people say they really thought it, uh, it was a great throwback, uh, <laughs> And kind of an homage to some of the stuff in Halloween 2 and the first movie. And I've also heard people say it felt like weird and out of place. Uh, I'm not a filmmaker, so I feel like you're uh, going to have a better take on it than I would. But what did you think of that? Um, I respected that they were trying to do the homage. Because that was the first time, like, like, like when some of the kids bump into him. Yeah. Um, that was a direct, that was a direct wink. Um, from when the bully after, after the one kid smashes his pumpkin, the bully yeah. runs up, he runs right into Michael Myers and you realize, Oh shit, Michael Myers has been watching his children. Um, I, I, I liked the idea of it. Uh, I, I thought that, um, once again, though, it was a lot less mysterious and scary through like the unknown as the original. So, I mean, I, I kind of felt like that was probably the only thing 
like for instance, when she uh, when she falls off the the balcony. Yeah. At the end, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, she's gonna disappear, and that's gonna be a great. And when that happened, I was like, fuck yeah, that's great. That was a good win. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how the, the, the original movie ends. Like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, right. yeah. I liked that I, more than the than the daughter uh, or the granddaughter looking out the window and seeing Lori on the street. I thought that was a little more heavy handed, uh, but I get why they did it. Like. They're tr- this a big part of this movie is they're trying to evoke feelings of oh I know this like mm-hmm. that's the whole point that's why it's making so much money right like yeah. that's got to be the reason there's uh, there's better horror movies uh, that have been made but, but it's also just a fun world that I think a lot of people love to put brain in around Halloween I mean you know it's just like you know I'll go see another zombie movie. It's a fun world to think about, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Escapism, um, yeah. Kind of similar. The the with with the the tracking shots and just the movie overall. Um, I have problems with uh, Michael Myers dying at the end. I just have a problem with that, just in general. I feel like it's like killing the Joker. But I don't think he is dead. Well, you hear him breathing. I stayed to the end of the movie if, today if in the theater. If he's not dead, then he's some sort of superhero. Well, he, well he's I got think it. that's kind of the thing. Like, yeah. That that was one of the one of the big problems I had with the ending of this movie is that, um, to, to me, there was no question in my mind when this movie was over that he's not dead. Because, like, they cut... They they cut there. They show him just standing like in the hallway and what the flames around him. And then whenever they cut back, he's he's not standing there anymore. And then there's the breathing. If you stay after, you hear him breathing or whatever. But I was like, yeah, any normal person would be dead in that situation. But they left it kind of open ended, and that was a big problem with me. I feel like if you're going to bring this series back and try to make it seem important. I feel like somebody should have died. Somebody should have clearly died. I feel like either Lori, Michael, or the two of them should have died in the end. Because without that, because without that, it's just another unimportant sequel in a sea of fucking unimportant sequels. See, I I would have liked it if, if you think he's dead and he fucking disappears again after like, some traumatic event where someone dies, like the daughter or the granddaughter or something. And then Lori is now, now, you know, Lori, Lori's definitely fucked. She's it's like the similar to the ending of like French connection where like he, where, you know, he's crazed and he's not going to stop till he gets the guy. Like, yeah. and it's, and it's kind of bleak and you know, well, that this is just going to be a thing because in, in, for me, the, the paranoia of the first film. And I, I keep going back to this, but like the, the, um, Loom is kind of is this character who no one will listen to in the first film. Like you have to listen to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and in this movie, the only person who's doing that is Lori. Yes. No one's listening to her. And then she has embodied that sort of like, uh, aspect of the original film. So it'd be really funny if it just makes it her even less funny, but it would be really interesting if it just makes her even worse. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's weird because Jake, you think that he died in the end. I'm like, okay, there's no, there's no plausible explanation as to how he couldn't die when he's trapped down there with there, all these like crazy trap doors and like freaking put in a key, key code and shit. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. But that's always kind of been the thing with Michael Myers is they've always kind of gone back and forth with whether or not they want him to be like supernatural or not supernatural. And 
it's always kind of like a question you have. Like, I mean, he has been shot and fuck. I know, I know we're not. He shot in that movie. All the sequels yeah. in this movie, but he does get shot in this fucking movie. Yeah, he gets and shot stabbed. and stabbed, mm-hmm. and he gets fucking stabbed and shot in the first movie. Like, yeah, and then set on he fire. He should be fucking dead. He should at least not be moving. Uh, there, there's a lot of weird supernatural vibes to him, even if it's never but like. I think that what is more terrifying is that it's a person. Like for me, like like for me, it. So like, I think that both performances are great. I think that uh, the 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 revamp of it was so much fun. I was glad I got to see a remake of, of something that I didn't absolutely hate or was felt betrayed by. Um, and even though there's small things that I didn't, I didn't love about it, um, it was really fun. And the performance of Pennywise to me wasn't as scary as Tim Curry. And I think the reason why is because Tim Curry played it like almost like it was a human, yeah. like a really creepy guy. Right. And that to me is like the fact that it could be real is so much yeah. scarier. It, it, is that, oh my god! It, I mean, yeah, that's 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 true, and I, I I agree with that point. But like, that's something to take up with fucking this filmmaker because he's the one who's like, not just him, but like all of them. You know, like I know the first Halloween, he 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 is you know talked about is just. But I mean, like they get into cults at some point in this movie and try to or. Not in this movie, but in the series and explain what's so like they, they've gotten caught up in the mythology. And I think uh, the director here played into that maybe a little more than he should have. Hey, real quick, Trevor, um, I want to respect your time. Uh, so how are you on time? Uh, I'm not going to go to the 4K restoration tonight. I'm going to go to a, on a different day. Okay, I'm going to go cool. see a 4K restoration of uh, The Fog, but it's it's here for another week. Okay, nice. Okay. And, cool. uh, nice. So I'm, I'm totally good. Uh, can we go? Yeah. Can we go? yeah. Like, wait, so wait, we're wait, on our way. Wait, wait, wait. Was that like after I start to say my opinion, you're like, you know what? That's enough for Trevor. I yeah. Think that was <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> so we have time for Trevor. Did you have the fog tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you sure tonight? You, yeah, didn't you have like a thing? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you have a schedule conflict. Oh, so I'm gonna respect it. I'm gonna chat you off. All right, have a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's all the time. To- uh, we're uh, we're we're coming up against the hour on serious radio, and we gotta go. Uh, hey, so good, good, because there's a couple things specifically I want to bring up. Points of controversy I've heard different opinions about. So let's get into it. The podcasters. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? What? Did you like? Well, Trevor was talking earlier about the exposition, and obviously those two were used. Uh, kind of in a way to to catch everybody. Yeah, up. give you backstory. I think. And yeah, I think. Uh, I think their death scenes were fine, whatever. But it is a little. It's a little annoying. Like, first of all, like, why do they? Who gave them the mask? Why? Why were they allowed to just have evidence? I have an uh, answer on top to of that. that I have an answer to that. But. Well, you have an answer to that. I do. I think I do. So have okay. you? Have you listened to uh, uh, Up and Vanished, the podcast Up and Vanished? I have not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. have. You know what? I got to the point where they, where the one guy confessed. Yeah, yeah. And then I stopped. And then, like for some reason, I don't know if you guys have this fucking problem, but every single time I'm on a fucking like uh, a certain episode, and then I want to catch back up, all of a sudden it goes all jumbly. I have no idea where. I'm uh, at. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It fucks with my OCD. Yes, I know it's uh, the worst. Then you're out. Like don't, out just, of order. I yeah, I quit. Oh, um, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. Now um, I'm just like, I guess they fucking solved it. Great. Yeah. It falls off after that, don't worry. The, the reason I brought it up is because basically that podcast is uh, 
Uh, Set the template for these characters. Well, yeah, I think uh, it's this dude who's like an amateur investigative journalist who starts researching this case and... Well, he, he, he also is like a filmmaker, right? He wanted to like make a podcast based off of serial and he yeah. also was inspired by making a murderer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. was like, Ooh, this could be cool. Yeah. And he stumbled upon, uh, what's her name? Now I'm, now I'm, uh, I'm blanking on it. Sarah Grinstead. Sarah Grinstead. Sarah Grinstead. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 a bunch of whims. Hey. Hey. Southern accent, he's awesome. Oh, the, the guy from North Carolina, yeah. the investigator? He is my yeah. favorite. He's like, he's like uh, <laughs> He's not on season two, and I want him to bring him back. Oh, is he? They introduced him. Oh, season. shit. Okay. Anyways, we gotta get back into it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> This guy Pain. basically starts researching this case. Yeah. And because it was such a, a fucked up case that a lot of people have tackled and nobody had gotten anywhere with, because he started getting traction about it, he started getting a lot of access. So next thing you know, they're letting him in the evidence room. And also money, because they had like $3,000 to give Lori. Yeah, so, so I, I I do feel like I could take the leap of faith of saying that these two amateurs could get some access because it felt like they were probably basing it on on a, a, like a real-life kind of thing, like a podcasts like up and vanish where even though these weren't professionals like because maybe i gave myself a little backstory like oh they had they did some other podcasts well they say successful. that they did that they shed new light on an old okay, case I with their, yeah I, i'm taking credit yeah. for the writing it journalism it can also it can also just be that they found a replica one and they told him it was from the oh, how, yeah, well like, he didn't funny, respond to it how so. funny would it be i mean if michael I myers mean, if the if has the i was just gonna say if you're thinking that would be great. If you're thinking about it realistically, it would have to be a different mask because those fucking latex masks don't hold up over yeah, 40 years. Yeah. But I feel like the the podcasters are solely in this movie just for a reason to get his mask back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and if you think it. about like what, which whatever they got it, they got to do it somehow. Right. Right. Uh, so whatever. Like, it, I guess it doesn't like bother me too much. Right. Um, I, I thought I, th- I did like their death scenes a lot. Like I thought, that whole scene, the daylight scene at the gas station was – it actually reminded me a little bit of the, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies because it, it was pretty like over-the-top brutal. That's yeah. That's something I want Halloween to remind me of. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I want to be reminded hey, of watching we, Halloween is the Rob on. Zombie movie. I'm going to oh say something. <laughs> Abby, Jake, and I all – I just went after Rob Zombie just now. <laughs> dude, Dang, dude. I lo- dude, I love Rob Zombie, but the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are fucking Hold crazy. On. We sat in my living There's- room – we watched, scenes we watched the Robert Zombie Halloween film, <laughs> and we, we enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, you, I, hold on. That, that, that's not the only thing that reminded me of the Rob Zombie Halloween movie in this film. Like, I think a lot of the deaths reminded me, like, whenever he, uh, God, whose head does he step on? He steps on somebody's head. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, it's the fake Loomis. Or, New Loomis, it, like explodes. New Loomis. I, New Loomis, exactly. New Loomis, yeah. I like I like gore. I'm fine with head ex- like head explosions are very fun, but to me, those kind of kills seem out of place in Halloween because that's not really what the kills are like in the first movie. But they were. I still like I still like watching somebody's head explode. But those did no, that. That kind of stuff did remind me of, of Rob Zombie a little bit. It felt it felt like there are, there are little moments here and there 
in this movie that remind me of moments in a lot of the different Halloween movies. And I don't know if like that's purposefully like when, Craig, when you're talking about earlier about that, like one tracking shot seeming out of place, it's because that shot is one of the original. You know, it's like a direct, you know, uh, reference to like the first movie. And I, and I don't know if that's what they're going for in, in like taking stuff from every single movie and throwing it into this one. I think so because yeah. that church van was called resurrection church. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, he didn't drive the same car from H2O, though. Thank God. <laughs> Michael Myers drove a different car in this movie. Thank God. Um, okay. I, I want to see Michael Myers drive the weenie mobile. <laughs> yes. I want to see Michael Myers learning to drive. <laughs> the DM. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's a whole argument to be made that ho- the first Halloween movie completely makes no sense because, like, Michael Myers somehow like there, I was listening to another podcast. They were talking about like that model car only got 11 miles to the gallon. There's no way he could have gotten to Haddonfield <laughs> without having to get gas. It's also very hard to drive in a mask. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a wheel. Oh my God. That is just, that, that is just hilarious. That's like, that's, that's just, you're taking it. It's just such a stretch. It's like yes. at a certain point, like you're sitting down. Are we like going too deep? Like, I mean, come on. Should no. we just accept like, hey, we're not what afraid. it is? <laughs> As a film I mean, critic. I mean, a bigger thing is, is how did they all get loose? Like, no one ever really <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, they, another thing is like. Guys, it's gonna be behind a fucking like keyboard going, well, you know what? It was only eleven miles to the gallon on that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing we're about. I can't accept it. Guy got shot six times. He stabbed. Oh, there, oh there did he? Like, what did he get? Some jailbreak and the losing band. Six times. Hey, was it six oh, times? It was oh, six times. Yeah. Oh. Also, I mean, like, how did he even get arrested? Who? Like oh. this movie, Michael Myers. Like this movie starts and he's just in, and I'm like, oh, he. So they did arrest him. Also, how does he stay in such good shape when he's like chained up outside? I'll tell you how he got arrested. Remember at the end of Halloween where his mask comes off for a second and he's so stressed out about his mask not being on that he has to like put it back yeah. on. And that is what yeah, ends yeah. up like that's the that's trick when to he Michael gets Myers. Shot out the window. All you yeah. gotta do with him is take Just his mask, mask off, off. He gets extremely stressed, and then you arrest him. Um, he's he's very stressed about it. he doesn't like his looks. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, hey Trevor, what did you think about he's got, the? He's got body dysmorphia. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, and OCD too, because he does little crafting dude. projects. He's just, he's just got issues. Yeah. Um, he's creative. I like when he does the head of lantern. Yeah. What um, what do uh? Dude, I wish he had a crafting book, and I would buy that. So. Uh, how did he? Okay, we're gonna go too far. I was gonna bring up Judith Meyer's gravestone. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> Oh, how did okay, that happen? Right. Wait, okay, that was one thing that I was like, wait a second. Okay. You're at the Judith Mars gravestone, and then the one lady turns and looks and sees a random man staring at them in uh, scrubs. Right. Yes. Like mental mm-hmm. health scrubs. That, that's not cause for... We just birth? ignore it. Yeah, we just ignore it. That's what well, I yeah, see every time weird. I'm at a uh, cemetery. Uh, oh yeah. Do you uh? What it? What it? Monday at the cemetery. <laughs> there he is. Totally normal. Oh, now he's gone. Oh, Fred's over there. Uh, what? What did we think of the storyline with with the new Loomis and the 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 kind of turn of events that happens with him? Um, I was re- that got me. I actually thought that that was kind of cool that they just that they totally just took a fucking curveball at you. I, I was like, oh, whoa. But then I was hoping, like, I was kind of hoping that he would stay along for the ride a little bit longer. 
Like, then he's just like the next scene he dies and you're like, yeah, because oh. well, I kind of like I, I like the whole setup of like his whole thing is he had become so obsessed with very much like Loomis, so obsessed with Michael Myers that he just had to see Michael in his natural element. So he sets him free and then he fucking he wanted to he, get those two together. <laughs> yeah. And then see it happen. And then he yeah, got a little like, taste like for releasing, himself. It's releasing a fucking lion back into the into the wild and then as soon as you do it turns around and just mauls you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. he enjoyed it. I have to see what happens with this uh, dead. Um, <laughs> go, go, damn it. Oh. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the curveball because I, I didn't see it coming and I don't know. That's kind of... That, I yeah. didn't mind it. Surprise is fun. Uh, here's a question. Did you guys notice... I can't talk. Did you notice that this like so one criticism over the years of like horror films and slasher films is that they can be pretty misogynistic and it's basically like women are just brutally murdered and you're kind of cheering for the killer um i'm trying to rack my brain besides the i mean i know women and men get killed in this movie but there there wasn't as much of the like innocent teenage girl just being brutalized in her bed like they do the one like the girl who's the babysitter? Yeah, but she, that scene, which, first of all, nobody's mentioned that this movie's kind of funny, which is one of the things that I like about it. I really like the interaction between the kid that's being babysat and then the blonde babysitter. Love that kid. That shit Love was that funny. Kid. That's Danny McBride, like, right there. That I made me want to watch kid. Eastbound. Do you what, dude? I laughed <laughs> I my it. ass off. So did the movie it. theater I was in. I liked that kid. And I'm glad that he made it out, too. Seriously. Um, I thought that the babysitter was likable, and I found that to be kind of an interesting take on, like, in the traditional, like, slasher horror film, you hate the uh, the teenagers. They're kind of like, you know, pieces of shit that are getting killed off. But in this movie, there were a lot of kills, i.e. the kid that wants to be a dancer, whose dad wants to take him hunting, and, like, in the in beginning, in the outbreak or whatever. I yeah. liked that kid, and I laughed at that scene, too. So I just wanted to throw that yeah, out. And then Michael Myers killed a child. Yeah, and then he kills <laughs> yeah, he the fucking kid, and that is kind of upsetting. But he doesn't kill well, the very yeah, small. That baby. was my favorite. That was my favorite part of the movie. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, that's the one thing. Like to me, it's not that I'm like, oh, I like seeing children get murdered. But it's like that is, if if you got somebody like Michael Myers, who is supposed to be this unstoppable, like fucking evil force who just doesn't give a fuck, he would kill the kid. We would see a kid. Like it would happen. And like I. Uh, there, there's well, like he doesn't really kill anybody in the first one, right? He doesn't kill children in the first one. He doesn't kill any children, but there's, there's, there's never like immediately <laughs> in his way. He would, I think he would. But uh, <laughs> just like hilarious. He's just like you're like no, no, no. He definitely would have. Like he, he would, would do it. I think. Hey, I mean, if he was given the opportunity, <laughs> he would do it. He would. He should kill that baby. Um, it's like, you know, it's not. Totally his thing. Kill That's our sound his, bite. Like, you know, his number one. But, he'll yeah, it. but every now, it's like, but every I now and then, like, why not? It's like if I'm eating at Wendy's, it's like I wanted McDonald's, but I couldn't find if one. You, if you, if you're, yeah. all right, if you're a killer, you've been in, you've been in, prison, you've been in you prison for 40 years. Yeah. You haven't been able to kill anybody. That's you what I, get out, yeah. You're going to kill whoever you want. You're going to, you're going to go a little You're crazy. not picky. Yeah. Kids are getting killed. Hey, you know who should have gotten killed? The boyfriend. I agree with you on that, yes. Oh, the boyfriend okay. should have died. Like, 
also, I didn't, I didn't, I don't understand why we were at that Halloween party if he didn't kill any of those people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, it, why, why they establish how awful of a person that boyfriend is, and then he just gets off. You never see him again after that Halloween party. So I think, okay, here's my theory. Here's my filmmaker brain. I've never made a film, but God damn it. Maybe I will. You made, made the bread. I made the bread. Uh, <laughs> I think the entire reason for that scene was they needed the granddaughter to not have her cell phone. And they were like, yeah, but that's, that's, that, uh, but that's obvious. Great that was party. the only thing is it's like, she threw it in, in, he threw it in pudding. And then she's like, oh, I can't use this iPhone X anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's not pudding proof. Uh, yeah. It's waterproof, not pudding proof. <laughs> well, um, I think that entire God damn scene. It, I should have had an otter box. That scene was a commentary on the disgusting nature of pudding. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think like. So I we they the boyfriend is related to a character in the first movie. The boyfriend's they they the dad talks about it. The guy from fucking Pete and Pete mentions it at some point that when they're at the dinner, his dad is like one of the kids from the first movie. The okay. like the kid I think who blows up the mailbox or the pumpkin or whatever. The little asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, all right. Like, all right. Sorry, I'm not trying to derail this conversation and the pudding talk and all that shit. Um, and Pete and Pete, but, but like, can we just talk about Pete? Pete, real quick. Sure. Uh, yes. Do, does anyone else remember how much no one cared that the dad was dead at the end? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dad was totally murdered. Like, no one. Fucking he was murdered. Mur- they didn't even. That, that whole- the best part is that they didn't even tell her. They didn't even tell her at the end. By the way, <laughs> they all think. By the way, we, by the way, your dad was a he was oh! a little bit of a sacrifice. We had to get rid of just the yeah. That whole that the the it, that was weird. But the whole thing that was weird to me with that ending is that like Lori spends such a big amount of time saying like my house is the safest. We have to get you have to come to my house. She gets everybody to come to the house, and then once Michael's like locked in the basement, they're like oh. It's a trap. She's been planning this. I'm like, oh, wait. So you've been planning to trap Michael there. Then why did you want your family there? Well, why would you want to bring your entire family there knowing that this is a trap for Michael? Like you're endangering your family even like why don't wait. Why does Lori even still live in Haddonfield? Like if he's just a person, just fucking move. He'll never find you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. God, you don't I'm think, making myself. You don't annoyed. think Michael Myers is going to get? I think it's. I think it's obvious that she's a black widow. <laughs> <laughs> she's a black yeah. widow. She'll just yeah. pull you into pull you into her web. Uh huh. Take yep. you down. Well, I mean, yep. you, you didn't. You wouldn't think in H two O that he would have found her, but he did because he went to the. She changed her name and she moved. Yeah, she had a son. <laughs> yeah, why is yeah. it Josh Hartnett? I'm, not, call, in this I'm not calling that movie a masterpiece. Uh-huh. <laughs> No. Um, wait, wait, wait a second! Wait a second! She had a son in H two O. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. It was his first movie. That's yeah. hilarious. So yeah. like they they just they Scrapped just gendered it. her to a woman in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. read like yeah. there's yeah. nothing that stays like everything in H two O. Well, because she dies in Resurrection. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis dies. That's right. Dang, <laughs> yep. that's so, right. So, yeah, th- those movies are oh definitely... Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so what, then you can't keep quoting, like, you can't keep going back as H2O as reference if, like, it's not supposed to be referenced in this movie. Because that's just, like, silly. 
It was like yeah. she died in the other one. And she <laughs> yeah. had a son in the other yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. All I was right. saying was that Michael Myers probably would download Google Apps. He'd probably retrieve the pudding phone, get his Google Apps or Google Maps, whatever it's fucking called. The thing that tells you how to get places and he'd find Lori. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, hey, sure. So here's my question. The podcast people, how do you guys feel as podcast people? Did you feel like your kind was like well represented? Uh, well, except for like they kind of like they, they, they offer all that money to Lori to, to talk to her. And then, like, they're kind of rude to her. They're kind of rude once they get in there and they start talking. And I was like, ooh, maybe, like, if you're spending $3,000, maybe be a little nicer. <laughs> Try to care. That's not how you get somebody to talk. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird. They were both kind of annoying. Yeah. Kinda, I, I didn't. Kinda, I, I don't want to say. Off the air, I'll tell you who they reminded me of. Um, oh, okay. But uh, I think I already know. <laughs> you probably do. Off the air. Because we're because we're live right now. Oh yeah. Well, I don't want to edit it. I don't want to have to go edit anything. Because I'll forget. I've done that You'll before. Forget it will get in there. Somebody will hear it. I've yeah. done that before. Like oh, I'm editing that out, and I'm like, did Craig? See, I almost just did it again. Uh, so, okay. David Gordon Green said the boyfriend will come into play in a in a, a sequel if he does one. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I thought it, that could have been maybe a deleted scene or something where maybe he did get killed and we just didn't – it was cut for time or something. So, yeah, it, it felt like something something was missing there that was developed that didn't – but honestly, then you think then you think about it, you're like, yeah, but he doesn't go to the – doesn't actually go to that po- party. Um, no, he just catches them on the way home from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got, so then I was me, like, oh, maybe it was written that way. Yeah. It's weird. Let me, you know, I, I've said a lot of bad things about this movie. I'm going to give you guys something that I liked. Okay, I'm ready. I like the I like the floodlights. The scene. end when it was done. <laughs> <laughs> what the end <laughs> when it was over? No, I like the floodlights. Over and I got to go back to my car and go home. That's the original. Good, I mean, that was the best part, but this was the second best part. Uh, whenever he's like chasing after that kid, uh, like her friend. Oh yeah, and the floodlights are coming on and off, and he's like in a different spot every time. Like that's a that I thought was cool. I like that. I yeah. like that whole scene. Oh yeah, that was that was well done. I, yeah. I, okay, so this kind of goes back to the point, and Abby, I want to get your opinion on this. Hmm. Uh, they, it didn't seem this movie was as overtly brutal to females, and uh, I felt like it was extremely empowering to females. A because yeah, right before that floodlight scene, the uh, the daughter. Um, like stands up for herself and walks out of a situation that's uncomfortable where a guy's like trying to you yeah. know, put himself on her and it's God, like that yeah guy, you know what that guy sucked he deserves you feel bad for him but it's I also like not. he's a fucking why douche. would he think he was annoying he was yeah. annoying I was ready he was for very his annoying. death he reminded me of like God like one of the dudes from like Friday the 13th 4 like one of the I just I don't know he just kind of like I don't know he, yeah, that was he, very specific I could, I could. Is this another person you're going to tell us about off the air? Yes. <laughs> Crispin Glover. Hey, Friday the 13th 4 is good. I like it's it. It's legitimately like better than it should be. But that's, a, that's another podcast. Is that the oh. one with the, the tractor with, uh, with, uh, um, what's his name? Corey Feldman. Uh, there's one with, uh, Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yeah. He, like runs over Jason with a tractor. I think it's that one. Cause that's the I one. I can't remember. I think it is. Yeah. Crispin Glover's in it. Right. Right. I think so. I get those. I get. I get the middle ones like mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as he puts on that mask, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but, but what I was saying was like, 
from a female perspective, this, unlike a classic slasher movie, definitely felt... I don't know. I don't want to be the guy who says how it felt for females. Yeah, so no, it felt in in a modern sense. Yeah, like very empowering to watch three generations of women like putting Michael Myers to rest, so to speak, at the end. I thought that was the thing that I was looking forward to watching when I went back and saw it. Because and then Jason, I got most into. Uh, Jason Bloom, like his whole thing is he wants to make like socially relevant. Well, this is what he says. Maybe I don't know. He says he wants to make socially relevant horror films. He also makes them very cheap. That guy probably has so much money. Oh, my God. Uh but uh, <laughs> like if you look at Get Out or some of the other movies they've done, I haven't seen Happy Death Day, so I can't comment on that one. Uh, but uh, th- this definitely had yeah, a little. Get Out is, is comparing this movie to Get Out is just not is, yeah. is doing Get right, Out. Right, right. I wouldn't do I'm that. Yeah. Like I got to say, Get Out is, is uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really sensitive, intuitive, but like insanely satirical. And uh, very smart, and it's non-judgmental, and it, it, it pokes fun at the at, at the way in which we treat each other, while uh-huh. still being incredibly entertaining and scary and funny. Uh, that that movie's phenomenal. I mean, it was one of my favorite movies that year. Yeah. Uh, th- this doesn't necessarily hold the same um, political or social uh, prevalence in terms of like social conversation for me, it's awesome that it's three women. That's cool. Um, it's cool that Jamie Lee Curtis is a badass, but I didn't necessarily walk away from this movie going, yeah, women's empowerment. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I kind of came away from it going like, ah. Abby. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that you have to inject like a political opinion in there, but I guess as a female who's watched a lot of horror movies and slasher movies, especially recently seeing, I seeing them come together. I I liked it. I got into it. Maybe I'm like a sucker for that. Maybe it's not necessarily like the most important thing to have in a horror film, but I didn't mind it. And for that reason, like I thought, well, I maybe you didn't, didn't take any umbrage well, let me with ask this you movie. Question, like, Abby. Let me ask you a question. Do you, like, was the thing that was nice about it was the fact that the woman wasn't actually, she wasn't like the scared victim running around the entire time. She was actually proactively trying to take down the antagonist. Yeah. Because that is cool. Yes. That's when the you, cool part. Yeah. When you see her arm herself, when you see like the artillery and all, all of her guns and like when she's talking about how to use them. And I just, I have a soft spot for that. I'm, I'm all about it. Like I said, I love Sarah Connor. I love Linda Hamilton and Terminator too. So seeing a woman who's been wronged and who has PTSD and who's been through trauma and shit. And who nobody knows believes to, to her. Have, yeah. That too. Being an isolated, like you're the, dude. What if it's like, the, what if at um, one point J.B. Lee Curtis yeah. was like, if you're not wearing six million sunblock when Michael Myers gets back, you're going to be on a bad fucking day. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and let's face uh, it, Sarah Connor, that James Cameron set the template. Like, this is, this movie feels a lot like Terminator to mm-hmm. me. Like, in the way that, Ooh. that in the first Terminator, you see Linda Hamilton as kind of like this innocent, scared uh uh, character who by the end of the movie is taking charge. Uh, and then in the second one, she's like a fully formed, like badass. Yeah. That's kind of what they yeah. did with this one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what uh, I would, that's know, my like, statement. Kill Bill is one of my favorite type of, uh, films that are with women getting revenge that like lady Snowblood is really fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, this didn't really feel like a woman revenge film for me as much. 
it was cool that she like could shoot guns and stuff. Um, but it didn't, it didn't necessarily feel like a woman's revenge film. No, it didn't At least feel- to me. I no, mean, I, thought I it was don't. Cool that she was a badass. I don't think yeah. revenge is the right word, but more like prepared, like a like she's a prepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean she is a prepper. She probably like what if they need to do a prequel where they show uh, uh, Laurie Strode just going to NRA meetings? <laughs> I'd watch it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so screwed uh, up. But uh, yeah, I don't um, know. I thought I thought. Um, I got something out of it. It's it's honestly it's hard for me to articulate, but I, I thought that the uh, I thought I liked the end. Is it a little bit cheesy that the basement was like a fucking Legends of the Hidden Temple shrine of the Silver Monkey trap? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a little yes. cheesy. It's a little cheesy, but I but by that time I was having so much fun that I that I bought into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, there's there's a lot of things that I liked about it that that were fun, and I think that like you can't really give like a one to ten on this movie. I think you you, you really should just give it a pass fail because it's like a reinvention. Um, I think you know there, were there things that I didn't like about it. Or was I disappointed because I loved the original so much? Yes, but I think that that was going to be no matter what. Like that's a really hard thing to do um, is to overcome all of all of the brilliance of the first one and somehow champion it complement it and elevate it in some level um yeah i mean you know it felt more like a slasher movie a current slasher movie to me than a halloween movie i kind of got a side with jake on that one um but i mean you know i think i probably would have had more fun if it wasn't halloween and it was just they ripped off the michael myers idea to be honest Mm -hmm. i think i think honestly like even though, even though all of all of that, and even though like uh, I would give this movie a fail, uh, uh, I, I think, think the best. That, I think the best. I think the best thing that's going to happen out of this movie is just maybe some other uh, franchises might get a chance to uh, continue. Maybe we're going to see like very very recently horror has become. Uh, it's just. It's like it's just now starting to be seen as like a major thing that makes money it made a lot of money get out did really good and people are just starting to kind of take horror movies a little more seriously and this movie made a lot of money and i think that's going to ensure that like i think we're going to end up getting more no i was just saying like i think that the best thing that could come of it is is that kids these days now go back and watch the original yeah yeah, I mean, that, they go back and they sure. rewatch this. Is like, you know, I had never seen Terminator until I watched Terminator 2. And I'm not putting ho- this Halloween, ver- this, this version of Halloween on the same level as Terminator 2, because Terminator 2 is one of the greatest sequels that out does the first mm-hmm. ever. I don't know. Uh, we know. reviewed Leprechaun but 4 it, last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that would probably be the best thing, like, aside from the fact that we'll probably have more horror films. Right. Um, but, you know, going back to Get Out, Get Out is another perfect example of, like, exposition coming when it needs to come. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's really, the, all of the exposition comes naturally when you need to hear it. I think uh, Robert McKee talks about how you only says something in his book about um, you only give the audience what they need to know when they need to know it. Don't take mm-hmm. 40 pages to tell them what they should know. Yeah. And then yeah. the story. Showing, not I telling. Think, uh, yeah. there, 
yeah, there's a problem with some directors who might want to treat audiences like they're dumb. And that's that's a little bit of that problem is like everything doesn't need to be overly explained. Like, we'll we'll get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it's let in, the movie stay ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, before we wrap it up, I do want to talk about Hereditary since we haven't talked about it with you. Um, easily one of my favorite movies that I've seen this year. I haven't seen as many as I probably should have. Uh, but as far as like modern horror goes, like go, it, go see mid nineties, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Go see mid nineties. Oh, I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm sure all of, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm sure all of us spent a large portion of time in the nineties. Uh, it's awesome. I don't know if you guys ever seen a movie called this is England. It reminds me of like a nineties skater version of this is England, which is a phenomenal film. Um, in Meadows, it's really, really badass. Um, but it's 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 awesome. I, I can't champion it enough. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But having said that, don't let me overhype it and go in with low expectations. So you actually enjoy well, it. We all just—it's funny you brought that up because we we all had a discussion recently on like what our thoughts were of Jonah Hill uh, because he's been doing like we, we he what did we listen to Jake? It was we like listening to Howard Stern. It was, oh, yeah. it was Howard Stern. Oh yeah, yeah, his Jonah Hill interview. And I really like Jonah Hill, but like. It almost like I, I was really excited to see that movie. And then hearing him talk about it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. He's hyping it in a way that makes oh, me, no. like, like, it's just like. I wish I wouldn't listen to it because I feel like I know it's a good movie, but he's got he carries a little bit of this like chip on his shoulder and he feels like he has something to prove, like every time he opens his mouth kind of thing. And it makes me really stressed out for him. Like, it's kind of like, like, let it let the movie kind of stand on its own kind of thing. I don't know. But I haven't seen it yet. So I'm it's excited hard. to see yeah. it. it. It reminds me of kids, at least I mean, from what I've seen yeah. in the trailers. I get that. I get that vibe from it too, Abby. I want to see it. I, I would love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Erase that from your brain, dude. Um, and go see it. Cool. And try to go in, into it with an open mind. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what he said and I can't really comment on it. No, I mean, and I like Jonah Hill. Um, it's just, it's, it, and it wasn't even like the things he was talking about pertaining to the, it was, it was almost like, it was like, he talked about how like he sat down and talked with Martin Scorsese and got advice from him before directing this movie, which is a very cool thing. And like anybody would be excited about that directing your first feature and you're getting advice from Martin Scorsese, but it's the way he tells it where you're just like, Oh my God, I bet he brings this up in every conversation he's has for the next five (laughs) years. Like it's just kind of that a little bit. I don't know. Listen, Jonah Hill's extremely successful. He's going to make a bunch of great movies, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I am excited about Mid-90s. We are going to see it. Cool. We'll circle back. We'll do, we'll do another one of these. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Hereditary. Yes. Abby? Yeah. That's another, that's another one. That's another one where I feel like that's another uh, exposition comes when it needs to. Exactly. That, that movie just sort of starts oh, for sure. and you yeah. have to fucking catch up. Mm-hmm. The whole yep. time you're wondering what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Even when you're watching it for the uh, second time, you're still kind of catching up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that movie uh, gave me more anxiety than any film I've ever watched because it's a lot of the, um, it, it kind of the similar stuff we talk about with the first Halloween where, yeah, uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, yeah. Seeing the girl like <laughs> at the end of our cast. Right, right. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, see, 
seeing her get her head <laughs> lopped off was horrific. But the anticipation that something terrible was about to happen is is mm-hmm. what what made that payoff so crazy. Yeah. And like, I felt that the entire movie. Yeah. I was like, something bad's gonna happen. I know it. I, I'm very stressed out right now. Yeah. The music, like whatever I, uh, that. Yeah, it was. It I want to hear what Abby has to say about the female uh, protagonist and how it felt um, when we were just talking about like Halloween with Hereditary. I yeah. mean, with the main character, the mom from Hereditary. I mean, I absolutely, yeah. I, I, I loved her in that movie, and I am still haunted thinking about it. Like, I almost haven't wanted to go back and watch it because it was so terrifying, especially like her sawing her head off at the end of that movie. Um, which <laughs> I, I literally can't stop thinking about that moment, and that was. I mean, her yeah. facial expression when she's looking at him as she's doing it. Oh god, dude, it's so fucking intense. She's so good in that movie. I know, absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I like that movie way more than I liked the most recent Halloween. I'd have to say it's in like a totally different. <laughs> hey, category. let's not talk. Let's leave this Halloween out of it. <laughs> I think we all established how great it was. You don't have to compare everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, we, but think like, we all agree. <laughs> yeah, the real question is: Is did you like it more than H two O? Ooh, God, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's tough. Yes. I like, yeah. Uh, well, the reason why Hereditary and H2O don't go together is this. No. Uh, but Abby, like, so the mom through that movie, like, everybody who listens to our podcast, people know our story. Abby, you've been through some shit in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have. But that's a, a character who's gone through, like, massive trauma. Yeah. And she's now reliving it. Obviously, there's this whole other element, like, the relationship with her mom is completely fucked and you find out at the end, but to see somebody go through that journey, it's like painful, but also like, like, like you guys just said, you're trying to catch up the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's painful and believable. I'm like, yeah. And she expresses it all through like her artwork. Like she does all those miniature sculptures and all that kind of shit. Like, that's even more like the way that sorry to go back to Halloween again, but the way that like the conversation that we were complaining about that takes place outside of like the football field between Lori and her granddaughter, that is like all conversation that would be distilled in like a therapist's office and not really the way that regular people talk to each other. So like it's it feels a little bit weird. And when you're watching Hereditary, there's like none of that type of dialogue between people. It, it, you're just, you're feeling the terror and you're getting little bits and pieces of, of her past and like the acting on her part is like, the, it, it draws you in. Yeah. The scene where she's at the dinner table and she yells at her son and she has a breakdown and says, you know what, I don't fucking, you know, it is your fucking fault or whatever. Yeah. Right? And that whole yeah. thing, she's like breaking down and she's like unraveling because you can tell that she's still trying to process the fact that her, her, her kid is dead. Right. Yeah. Um, and now she has to deal with the resentment of her other son and like that, that, like how dynamic and complex that is, is so intense, so heartbreaking and like chilling and her performance is phenomenal. And I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head, which is like, that was like a really, really interesting human way to, to have that scene that mm-hmm. Halloween didn't necessarily really deliver on, on, on any of the, uh, you know, previous trauma, uh, uh, st- uh, stressed relationships mm-hmm. that they had that they had brought. You know I mean, what I mean? And, and that movie did it really well. Hereditary did it really well. And what's mm-hmm. interesting about the movie is, is like there is a plot hole that I saw that you just don't care about. 
you don't care about because the movie's so good and everything's working on every other level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that. Like, I mean, no, no, they wouldn't really send the girl to the party. Like, that's not. You know, it's a, it's a little, it's a little weak. Like she's going to send the little girl to the, yeah. the, the little girl who is very obviously on some level on the spectrum. Yeah. Like she's, yeah. Yeah. Different, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She wouldn't, she, you wouldn't do that. <clears throat> right. Right. But she does. And it works so fucking well. And you're like, Oh my God, I complete. And, and when she gets decapitated, you forget everything about like what you're like, would this really happen? Because you're like, holy shit, I can't believe they fucking did this. Right. Yeah. It, what I love, well, you were oh so God, distracted by like her work? peanut aspiration or whatever was going on with the allergy. Like that's, it's like a double whammy, like a one, two punch. Cause that's such a stressful moment to be trapped in, in the car, in the back seat with her like choking. And then the, well, the way it's filmed where, um, you know, they're trying to rush to a hospital and you're just in the middle of the desert. You're like, there's no fucking hospital anywhere mm-hmm. near where they are. What I think is so special about Hereditary is you could probably lift out the supernatural elements of the storyline and still have an amazing movie. Like, it's just as a character study. Uh, obviously, the last 30 minutes of that movie are just... I can't wait to watch it again, but like I... Have, I've wanted to watch it again, but I've been hesitant because it literally... Sh- well, they're great because there isn't so much exposition in the beginning of the movie about payment or whatever the, the demon... Uh, his it, they're, They don't explain it. It just comes out like at the very end and like you're piecing it together as it's happening and people are fucking sawing their heads off. Like that's really, really good storytelling and it's terrifying. So. Jake? Yo. You liked it? No, I agree. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I liked it. it. Listen, I saw I saw Hereditary in the movie theater twice, and I tried. Um, I I was telling you guys the whole time, like, you this is a movie you have to see in the theater. But the second time, I this movie so. Uh, here, one of the things uh, that you were I was seeing on all the advertisements before uh, I saw the movie was that a lot of. Um, People were comparing it to The Exorcist, and I feel like, and I love Weird. it. Like that's that's one of my favorite movies is The Exorcist. And whenever you watch, would, like, I, it makes a little bit of no, sense. No. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever seeing seeing a movie uh, compared to like. It's like whenever you, you know you see comparisons, like this movie is like the new Jaws or something like that. You immediately go like, all right, this is gonna fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I then I went Rose in. That's what I thought yeah, of too, which I like love. A better comparison than it's, than Exorcist. That's crazy. It, it, it is crazy, but it it, it does it have some of the dread, same. Yeah. Like I get some of the same feelings out of this movie. Like maybe maybe plot wise, it's not really close to The Exorcist, but I feel like the feeling of dread and just the like like the fucking visceral like feels like my stomach is like turning and just making me sick. As I'm watching this movie, like it's I unnatural. Feel like I get some of that same exactly from and the moment that guy smiles at you at the funeral, you're like, this shit is askew. Like something is uh, off. It's yeah. very weird. It's just, I I saw this movie twice in the theaters, and I was I feel like I was more scared the second time, even knowing <laughs> what you had the trauma. It's such hearing. a fucking. I haven't I haven't watched it since it's been released, and I don't, and I'm scared too. Like he's <laughs> terrifying. It is very terrifying, and like. You know, it, it's it, it's the my favorite thing about this movie is that like you get so many people who who fucking love jump scares and all of these like movies like The Nun and stuff like that, and and there might be a few jump scares in uh, this movie, but they're done 
uh, sparingly and in a, and in a very, uh, correct way to go about it. But like this movie is scary on a level that's more than just, you know, uh, a, a human reaction to something jumping at you. It is like legitimately in your head and scary. The, so, the walking on the ceiling is terrifying and there's dude. not a single, like mm-hmm. you can hear a pin drop. There's no jump scare at all. Mm-hmm. She just dug it and hold. Fuck. Yeah, God. just like I mean, just I that the, the 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 naked people, you know, standing in the fucking doorway and just like, just like it's it's what you were saying, Craig. Just like the the feeling that something is gonna happen and you don't know what it is, and then when it happened, like, I, it, there's nothing you can even do to say like when you're sitting there and you're watching her saw her head off while staring at you, and it's like. It's just terrible. Like I, I have an attic here in my house, and I won't go up there because I'm scared my grandma's up there. God damn it! Um, Jake, I'll check it out with you if you want. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking like, hey, I got some. I, I have stuff up there. I probably have some toys up there. I want to go up there, but no, because like, if my grandma's dead body is up there, I want to leave Dude. it there. Here's the thing: there's been very few movies that have yeah, given. Let, let, let sleeping grandma's lie. Ooh, new shirt idea. New shirt idea. I like it. Uh, it's the name of this episode. Cute. There's. Will you write that down? Actually, yeah, I am. Um, I already did. I. Uh, I really. There's very few movies. We can wrap it up after this. Trevor, we really appreciate your time. Your insight. Yes. We have a filmmaker on the podcast. Yes. What are you people doing for give me? Give us a title for the episode. Uh, there's very few movies that give me have given me that feeling the first time I saw it, which is the feeling of like where you're kind of shaking. I felt that way when I saw The Birds for the first time, like as a kid. I watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies and like being raised homeschooled religious. So like those were cool to watch. And I remember like when we kneeled down to pray that night, I was like, Dad, are they real? Like, is could this happen? Like that movie was terrifying for me as a kid. And it had this movie um, just it, it brought those feelings of like I, I couldn't sleep well. I had terrible nightmares and I liked them. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The birds. I would say strangers. Strangers freaked me the F out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, you guys are going to make fun of mine. That was super scary. God. Jake, what, you, before I show my ass, what, what, do you, what yeah. is yours? We got the birds. What we got was strangers. That? Well, you're a. Uh, um, oh. An early, oh, well, I mean, I, I already said it. I, I think, I think the exorcist is exorcist, the only other movie cool. that I was always like that pretty, it got to me. Like you guys ready for still, like, even, even with, even with the weird interactions we've had with Linda Blair, like, yeah, uh, you guys ready for mine? <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, the Blair witch project. No. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Do you know what's funny though? I saw that when I was like 11. It scared yeah. Me yeah. yeah. I remember it's because it's because like all, you know, that was the, maybe one of the first cases of like a very well done, like viral marketing campaign mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. everybody in the world thought it was real. That was, that was scary. When it and came if up. you think about it, the last couple shots of the exorcist, the exorcist of uh, Blair Witch. Yeah. They're, Blair Witch. They're pretty. It, like when you think chaotic. about how hereditary ends, hereditary is yeah. like the, the extremely like, polished well done like satisfying well, there's some similarities yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah it's similar yeah cloverfield was my other one i don't know why i like cloverfield Clover? 
I mean, it's great. It's great, but I don't. I shouldn't have been as scared as I, I was. It's scary, but it's great. <laughs> I was very scared. Well, they're in very tall buildings. I get vertigo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. You were like, they gotta go up all these elevators. Yeah, Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'd get the hell out of there. Yikes! Uh, well, listen, we've covered uh, a lot of ground. What else? Do we have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Oh. <sighs> No, uh, you should. You guys should have my cousin on the show. He's basically like my little brother. Okay. When Critters comes out. Oh yeah, we gotta so, ask yeah. you about that. So they're doing. It's like a critter, a new Critters so, movie or a TV show. It's like a, I, I guess from what he's told me, it's like it's like a movie that is broken up into episodes on Go ninety. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but I'm a huge Critters fan. Dude, me too. Um, and mm-hmm. he brought me home. He brought me home a little critters, like actual critters, like puppet thing. Oh. Um, and right? Yeah. And it's Dude. right next to my puppet master doll. Oh, my God. Um, Please send me a picture of that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a photo. I'll send you a photo. Um, but, uh, yeah, you should, when, when that comes out, you should definitely have him on and interview him about the movie and what it was like and all that type of business. Absolutely. He, yeah. uh, you know, work with puppeteers and shit. It's really, it's, it's really cool. I, I, I'm super jealous, um, of his experience. It sounds so awesome, but, uh, yeah, you should, you should definitely have him on. His name Joey Morgan. He was also in, uh, uh, Scout Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm about that. I'm, I'm very... actually the person you should have on the show all the time. <laughs> yeah. Good. That way I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah, very no, confused your about final, your final rendezvous with Trevor Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Trevor got us a good guest. He got us a good guest. Yeah. I was yeah. hoping William H. Macy, but I guess I'll settle yeah. for him. Uh, <laughs> even the guy who played Billy, what's he doing now? He's got to be doing something. Yeah, Critters for sure, uh, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Critters fan. Critters is one of those movies that... Uh, there, there's a particular scene in the first movie that really scarred me as, as a young child that really scared the shit out of me. And that's become like just one of my good, like I love, we talk about it. A, I talk music about it. Video? <laughs> <laughs> no. The TV? It's not the music video. So it's, it, it's that, it's that scene when the mom is washing dishes and she doesn't know it, but there's like a critter staring at her through the window and all you see is its eyes. It's like just red eyes are just watching her. That scared the shit out of me. You know what scared the shit out of me as a kid? Not only sleep a sleepaway camp, but also uh, goblins or, or trolls too. Which was trolls too? Yeah. Trolls too freaked me out as a kid because I was like, oh my god, they're my size. Those masks were scary looking. I think when you're a kid, you kind of have a problem with any creature. Even like, I didn't like Ewoks when I was a kid. For that gremlin scared the shit out of me when I was like a direct rival to you because you're small. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want those Ewoks and gremlins coming around here messing with me. Yeah. You can't. No, you can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't want Ewoks, Gremlins, Goblins, Trolls, Trolls, all that shit. Small, like, uh-uh. Care Bears. I can't deal with it. Oh, oh I forgot. I always forget. Oh god. I don't read okay. okay. Warwick Jeez. Davis. Love Warwick Davis. I love Warwick we Davis. We did a whole Leprechaun uh, yeah. retrospective last week. Very mm-hmm. controversial around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyways, Trevor about Willow. 
We haven't talked about Will. We'll have to do we a Willow episode. We have plans, too. Uh, we always have, we have a lot of plans. We're like those people have plans, but we never get around to them. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're like Laurie in the new Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're too busy training with our mannequins. Dude. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, listen, uh, before we let you go, Trevor, uh, where can people find you in your goings on if they want to get you on Instagram and all that? What's the what's the best way to, to see your sh- stuff? Uh uh, just at Timor 22. I mean, you guys will tag me in the upcoming yeah. post unless this one's a real just dud. <laughs> <laughs> we, we reviewed the episode. It's going into the archives. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Timor 22 Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll have to start doing this uh, once a week. Now we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this more. I want to hear about the fog and uh, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. And we're gonna Trevor, make it up. Dude. We're gonna make it up to Chicago one of these days. We're all gonna yeah, yeah. Trevor. You got to come down and oh, get yeah, tattooed. Oh yeah, you should. Oh, are you kidding? Absolutely, dude, come, come down, down and, and get like tattooed. Tattoo me. For sure. That sounds like a polite euphemism, but I mean it. Very <laughs> yeah. Come down there. Yes. And let you tattoo me. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, let's all hang out. We'll grab beer. You know what? The next one of these we do, we should do it in person where we're all just uh, having a beer talking about, uh, you know, I don't know, Nilbog or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Hey, we'll do it while you're getting tattooed. And, I like uh, because we, oh, we want that's to... a great episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I think is a great episode now. Yeah, that's a great episode. <laughs> and then you get really bummed out when you just see your tattoo is a portrait of your like 11 year old self. <laughs> Gosh, no, I have too many photos of this. <laughs> no, we, we wouldn't do that to you. We wouldn't do that. It'd be a critter or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be something cool. I mean, yeah. we'll let you choose. Like, you know, it'll be like a lottery. It'll be like I'll pick something out of the hat. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have the wheel of tattoos. That's, That's gonna be our new concept, and we'll have a yeah. guest on. It's a Patreon whatever. thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people will be so into no, it. No, you do not it's want amazing. YHS listeners voting on your uh, tattoo. It'll be fucking no. Chucky. It'll just be Chucky. Yeah, <laughs> that might not be so bad. <laughs> We, we probably have the most. I would, I would I get a, a Chucky tattoo. I'd be. I I'd get have a, a tattoo Tiffany. Uh, on my right knee that said "Uh oh." Okay. So <laughs> all right, it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough <laughs> one to like rival. I'm just gonna, yeah. Hey, you know, should, right now. Hey, what if on yeah. your right knee you got a uh, spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's a good yeah. idea. I hate myself. Or get Mako. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like that. All right. Well, listen, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We're going to go ahead and end this episode here because I don't think there's anything else for us to say. What do you guys think? Yeah. All right. We'll see everybody next yeah, time. I think we're good. We're good. Yep. Hey, Trevor says we're good. It's a good episode. We got it's a good episode. Hey, uh, hey, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I think it's a good episode, man. I think, I think it's good. good. <laughs> Lock it. Trevor approval. Good. All right, guys. You guys. You guys have been awesome. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I did. Right, right, of course. Thanks for talking. Bye. Talk to you. Have a